Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome to the Mini Break, your daily podcast for the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Today is Tuesday, October 22nd. Lots of storylines, controversies, and results to follow this week in the tennis world. We've got two ATP 500 events going on, one of them in Vienna, the other in Basel. We've also got a fascinating WTA Elite Trophy event going on in Zhuhai. I'm going to affectionately brand it the World Tour Finals Light. A lot of those players who are on the precipice of qualifying in the top eight of the field getting to the WHA World Tour Finals in the event here. It's a round-robin type event as well. I believe it's four groups of three with the winners emerging and playing it out from there. So really interesting format, really fun event on the WTA side. I'll talk about that at the end. It is just going to be me steering the ship. Earlier tonight, uh, James Foster McDonald, host of the Wednesday episode, of course, in Myself recorded our second part of our best of the decade series on the Great Shot podcast. First, we talked about the best seasons of the of the 2010s on the ATP side. A lot of Federer, Djokovic, Murray, Nadal talk in the first episode. So what we wanted to do today, talk about uh, the other guys on the ATP who helped define this decade. We talked about those players who came closest to winning the slam. And then debated whether we thought they left any champ, you know, any Grand Slams titles for themselves on the table. Whether they ever really showed a level that they could have won a Grand Slam had things broken their direction. A uh, really fun debate. You can imagine the guys we talked about: David Ferrer, the Joe Wilfred Songas, the. Tomas Burdiches of the world. I'm not going to give away the entire list because I do want you to listen to that episode and it should have been released on the Great Shot Podcast feedback by now if you weren't able to join us tonight on the live video stream. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Obviously, we're going to be doing one of those a week down the home stretch. And if you guys have any thoughts, any topic ideas, all of those different things, we'd obviously love to hear from you. So keep that in mind as you're you know making your listening schedule throughout the next week. Uh, I, I really think you guys are going to enjoy that because uh, it, it's really fun to look back at the past 10 years. It was a really interesting you know, decade of tennis. There's tons of narratives for us to follow, to track, to analyze, and we look forward to doing that down the home stretch. But with that in mind, let's talk a little bit about this week's tennis because the season is far from over. Let's start in Vienna with the ATP 500 going on there. Now, the Erst Bank Open, of course, it being an ATP 500, there are still a couple of World Tour final spots on the line for these top players. You look at the ATP race going into the week. Six spots clinched thus far. Rafa Nadal, Novak Djokovic, Daniil Medvedev, Roger Federer, Dominic Thiem, and Stefano Tsitsipas all guaranteed a place in the action. Uh, coming into the week, number seven is Alex Zverev, who has a 330-point lead on number eight, Matteo Berrettini. Him, number nine, uh, Roberto Bautista Gut, number 10, David Goffin, number 11, Fabio Fognini. I'll even go as far down as number 13, Gael Monfils, and 14, Diego Schwartzman, all in action this week. Also 15 and 16, Wawrinka and Hachinov in action as well. But in terms of guys who can really make a push between uh, this and the Paris Masters event coming up as well. I mean, those are the guys in action. There are still there's still a chance they can 
take those last two spots. You know, if someone emerges of this group, it, it's wide open for the taking. So there really is incentive for these guys to be playing their best tennis down the stretch. We don't expect to see any of these top guys tanking because why would they? They want to clinch a spot, obviously. And so you look at the Vienna draw. Uh, not too many matches on today's schedule, a lot of it, or on yesterday's, I suppose, a lot of it will be played on Tuesday, um, but you look at the results we had from today, uh, a lot of those top guys got tex- tested early on. You look at number two seed Karen Hachinov, or as of course we like to affectionately say, Kachinov, a really tough first round match for him against Hubert Hercatch. Of course, Hubie coming on as of late got his first ATP title in Winston-Salem has propelled himself into the top 50 this season. Hatchinoff with a very important 6-4-7-6 win. And again, given that he is currently number 16 on the ATP race, you imagine when those Paris Masters points drop off, that's where he'll be at around in the rankings, given that it's late in the year. So every point he can accumulate at this point is that much more valuable because he does have that Paris Masters title to defend. Good win for him, uh, obviously, in a guy in Hercatch who physically just as imposing as Hachinov, both 6'4", 6'5", 6'6", um, both move very well given their height. And it was a physical match. It was a fun match, but a great win for him. It's another guy uh, we'll be monitoring throughout the week. And he's going to match up with Martin Fuksovics, who knocked out Lorenzo Sinego, 6'4", 6'4", uh, Grigor Dimitrov knocks off the qualifiers Amir Zumher 6-3-7-5 big win for Dimitrov obviously he hasn't had that successful of the year outside of the U.S. Open so for him to you know use that as a buoy moving forward try and get some momentum carrying down the stretch allow himself to reset have a nice bank of points to sit on throughout the year that's very important for Grigor so again it's why these end of year matches matter um, Diego Schwartzman, 4-4 four four over Air Bear, but one of the guys in the thick of the hunt for that year-end final spot. Number three seed Matteo Berrettini scrapping out a 3-6-6-3-6-4 win over Kyle Edmund. Kyle Edmund has struggled in 2019. You know, he is far from two years ago when he made the Australian Open semifinals. He's right now sitting at number 74 in the live ATP race, so obviously no World Tour finals for him, but for him, just he wants to stay inside the top 100, right? Next year's going to be a slog for him. He's going to be fighting for his life, so tough loss for Edmund, but a good win for Berrettini, who, again, can really qualify for these year-end finals, and given the way he, I think he's got three titles to his name this year, obviously that semifinal at the U.S. Open, he's played really, really well in 2019 and deserves the opportunity. You know, he deserves to be in this fight for the year-end finals because he's been one of those top we'll say, 15 guys on the year. But you look at this draw in Vienna and what we're going to have throughout the week, some really fascinating matchups just looking through. Dominic Team taking on wildcard. Songa first round. Uh, Verdasco, Basilashvili, Karina Busta, Shapovalov, the number eight seed, Chorch versus Kukushkin. Hyun Chung going to take on Milos Raonic. That's going to be, you know, Chung working his way back from injury. Has really showed great form of late. Milos, we saw him at Labor Cup. We didn't see much of him down the home stretch as he was fighting injuries. So that's a really fun one. I mean, I'm all in on Andre Rublev versus number six seed Felix Ogier Aliasim. Given their form of late, you could probably put that seed on Andre Rublev coming off of a title in Russia. And, it would, you know, you flip that, and I would say Rublev's the favorite. And that's just two young guys, two freak I've mentioned probably the two guys who hit the hardest balls I've ever seen. That's going to be a really fun match. Um, Pea Bedene, Lopez Simone, Yannick Sinner, the Sin Man, of course, a wild card in this event, playing Philip Kohlschreiber. I think I saw a stat that he's like the only guy to participate in a future, a challenger, an ATP 250, and an ATP 500 all in the same season. I believe it. I mean, he's been that good. 
uh, and he's a young talent to monitor. So glad to see he's getting some ATP uh, rut notches under his belt uh, going into 2020. We've got Novak versus Monfils, Query versus Manorino as well. So again, really fun weekend of tennis in Vienna, but that's only one of the ATP 500s we've got this week. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Let's now shift our focus uh, to Basel, of course, where we have uh, in Switzerland, you know, because they're playing there, who our number one seed is this week. Roger Federer, who comes out 6-2-6-1 over Gojewitz. Uh, I mean, a dominant performance from Roger. I don't know what else there is to say. How many times have you seen him win a 6-2-6-1 match in the first round of an ATP 500? Millions of times. So I don't need to talk you through that. Laxanen knocks off the number eight seed Benoit Pair, 6-3-7-5. Dimenauer over Hugo Delian, 1-5. Jan Leonard Struff over Miomir Kasmanovic, 6-4-6-2. But you look at this draw moving forward, I mean, it's it's going to be really fun. You've got some fun first-round matches between Radu Elbot and Dusan the Deuce Lajevic. Tiafo versus Evans, the winner of that, going to play Pablo or Wawrinka. We know Tiafo desperate for points. I think we saw he's going to be playing in Milan now at the next-gen finals, so... Yeah, I mean, you want to get momentum before that, but more importantly, he just he needs some wind under his belt because that Australian Open quarterfinal result is looming large at the beginning of 2020, to say the least. But that's going to be fun. Tsitsipas, the three seed here, he's going to take on Ramos Vinoles, Barankas versus Andujar, Philip Krajinovic versus Laszlo Jur. The number five seed, Fabio Fodinini, is going to take on Alexi Paparin, the exciting young Australian. Number six seed, Gofan versus unseated Marin Cilic, that feels wrong. Opelka versus Garin. That'll be fun. Landero, Gasquet, Copo, Bautista, Agut, Laxanen, uh, I mentioned over pair. Uh, and then the, the really, really, really fun first-round matchup, similar to Rublev, FAA, Taylor Fritz versus Alex Virov. I mean, two Labor Cup guys. This is going to be two young guys, young talents, former world junior number ones. Uh, this is a match to watch for sure, without question. And, you know, for Alex Virov at number seven right now in the World Tour Finals, he needs this one. But Taylor Fritz is a dangerous opponent. If he serves well, the match can often be on his match. So it's going to be a fascinating one. Wouldn't shock me if it goes three sets. Zero's obviously the favorite, but Taylor Fritz shows up for the big matches, so no one should be surprised if he ends up winning. Um, with that in mind, again, since it's just me steering the ship, we'll keep this one on the shorter side. Let's talk a little bit about the WTA going uh, events going on this week. Of course, I'm talking about the WTA Elite Trophy event in Zhuhai. A really, really, really interesting event here. Again, round robin. It, it, it's the World Tour Finals slate. All these players who are on the precipice of making the World Tour Finals, players like Kiki Bertens, Donna Vekic, Diana Yastremska, Sofia Kennan, Ali Risk, Karolina Mukova, Madison Keys, Petra Marchik, Zheng Saisa. Uh, Maria Sakari, Elise Mertens, Arnia Sabalenka. I mean, that's the draw. That's crazy. That that's as, That is as good as it gets outside of the World Tour Finals. So this is a really, really, really cool event. Would love to see the way. I'd like to see a WTA Labor Cup. Would love to see the ATP emanate this as well. They kind of do, actually, I suppose, with the next-gen finals. But 
This this is a really cool event. So the the fields, as I mentioned, it's round robin, four groups of three: Burton's Vekic, Yastremska in one, Kenin Risk Mukova in one, Keys Martic Sai in one, Sabalinkin's Mertens Sakari in another. That action will get underway on Tuesday. We've got Keys versus Sang, Burton's versus Vekic, Sabalinka versus uh, Sakari, and that that I believe actually those matches going on right now as I record this. So uh, it's going to be. A slate of results for Stokowiak and uh, Jamie to talk about. It's a really cool event, so uh, you know we'll be circling back to it all season long. I, I'm, I really hope Sophia Kennett wins the event. I think that would solidify her as a top ten player to watch going into 2020, and I think we've seen that sort of form from her. I think all of these players are fantastic, so this is going to be a really really fun event to monitor. But with that in mind, again. Are so many other podcasts out right now, so we hope you don't mind that we keep this mini break on the shorter side. If you need a, more of a tennis fix today, as I mentioned, the Great Shot Podcast, Best of the Decade Series, Part 2 out today. Those ATP players who came closest but ultimately could not win a slam during the 2010s. On the Cracked Interviews front, it's college time, and we've been getting back into it. Really excited for this 2020 college season. Feels like, you know, there it, it again an, an open year. Any a bunch of different teams could make a case for why they're the most talented. Florida on the men's side, UNC on the women's side, probably leading the pack. But in terms of our cracked interviews, Keegan Smith, NCAA doubles champion from last year, Estella Perez Somariba, the NCAA women's singles champion from last year, Brandon Nakashima, an interesting test case. Is he going to college? Is he going to go pro given his recent slate of results? A story to watch for sure because that will impact the college season. I know Jensen Brooksby we had on before. We've also got uh, some of the ITA All-American champions coming on this week, so be on the lookout for that as well. But if you need the pro fixes, I mean, Coco Vandeweghe, Bethany Maddox, Sands, Steve Johnson, Mitchell Kruger, they're all still there, and I promise they'll, they're good listens, so go give those a listen today if you haven't had the chance already. Um, with that in mind, got to give a shout-out, as always, to the super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Wastoff, who have a f***ing editing job to do, as always, and as they know, those guys worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, got to end, of course, shout-out to Andy Murray, because the world is more fun when you're playing good tennis, so shout-out to him. But for the super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel Westoff, and from our entire teams at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm... Oh, I forgot to say this, actually, before we round out. I did not ask. Please, like, rate, subscribe, review this podcast. I have this list I wanted to go through. So, I've been asking you guys, you know, five-star ratings, writing a review. It takes 15 seconds. What are the things you can do in 15 seconds? Well, I'll tell you, you can watch enough of a John Isner match to move on in 15 seconds. You're likely to be both amazed and disappointed by Alex Virov in 15 seconds. I know people who can regrip their rackets in 15 seconds. You know, I've never learned how to regrip my racket. I, I I don't feel ashamed that I don't know how to string rackets. I know a lot of people do string their own rackets, and I get the incentive to doing that, and I would love to do that, but I have, in case you guys can't tell, tremendous ADD, uh, so I just can't uh, see myself focusing for that long, but... I've never learned how to grip a racket. I just can't do it. It's like my coach used to always say, it's got to make the farting noise, Alex. Like, you got to make it squeak. That's how you know it's getting on tight. And I was like, I, I don't want to make my racket fart. Like, that doesn't seem appealing to anyone. Um, So it was never a skill of mine. It is something. I mean, I get that you wrap it around. It doesn't seem that hard. But if you screw up a grip, it's, it's just not a fun tennis experience. But that's a story for another time. So with that in mind, please like, rate, subscribe, review this podcast, The Great Shot Podcast, Cracked Interviews Podcast. Go give us a follow if you need more immediate updates on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. It's all at Cracked Rackets. You can find this podcast, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. But 
lot for our super producers, Fligner and Westoff, and from our entire teams at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. That's the break, and we'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. We'll be right back.